How's the most beautiful people in the world? How are you? Everybody good? Well, I had a great week. It's a really good week. How about yourselves? Everybody have a great week? I, uh, I was able to, like, I don't know, help several folks this week. You know, one guy, he looked at me and he said, you know, because he's in a heap of trouble. And he said, I believe that God sent you to be a blessing in my life. You know, when you're at your worst moment, that's a beautiful thing to say. You know, we don't have to feel like we're forsaken by God at some of our hard times. How many of you have learned a lot from the mistakes that you've made? And for those of you that haven't learned, you keep making the same mistake. Right? God's a good God, right? Never be a afraid to fail be afraid not to fail right because I don't, I, now I don't believe in, in and we'll get into I don't believe in dumb faith like tempting God gonna make God do what you want him to do right there's a reason why it's called blind faith right but there are times when there's some things in your life don't work quite the way that you expected and you were believing God. And it's at those moments you realize how powerful God is because he's able to work something for your good that the enemy meant for your bad. Right? All things work together for the good. Now, can I tell you that there's been some things in my life that I had to look up and ask how is this going to work for my good? Right? And over time, we begin to develop an understanding that God really does know what's best for our life. Right? Can you say amen? See, you can want to stay somewhere that God wants you to leave, and you can want to leave somewhere that God wants you to stay. Right? And personality often can come into play. It can come into play about background, all the things that are going on in your life. Sometimes it's easier to run than to stay. Sometimes God is screaming at you, run, child, run. Right? And I've learned that there ain't no book on it. Because one person can tell you this. I mean, it's like the guy that preaches telling you that, you know, you need to get out of debt. And he's got this great series, but then he tells you to use your credit card to pay for it. Right? That's like the preacher who says that everything that God has given us is free. And then he charges you for his prayers. If I'd have known back in the day that that would have worked, I'd have never sold drugs, people. <laughs> I just went to church, 
right? Y'all think I'm kidding, right? There are folks that have gotten rich from $100 prayer lines. $1,000 prayer lines. People pay it. I just need 20 people. <laughs> right? It does happen. People use it. You use all those kinds of things. Look at your neighbor and say, you best know the word of God for yourself. Hmm? Now, I had wonderful, wonderful week. I, I feel refreshed because I know that I helped some people. I know that I've come into the house of the Lord this morning. My heart is refreshed because I know I haven't been lazy this week. Right? Our faith has to be active. Right? When I worship the Lord, I want to worship him not because culture says that I come on Sunday morning and I praise God. That would be like me telling my wife that I love her just simply because I'm supposed to. When I come into the house of the Lord, I, I want to come with the, the essence that his presence is here. And if his presence is here, then no matter what's going on in my life, if, if, if I listen closely enough, I know that my father wants the best for me. And so when you enter into this place, you have to enter in the right mindset because there are miracles that can transpire that nobody even in this room knows that is happening to you at that moment because God doesn't reward for what everybody else is doing. He rewards you for what is in your heart. So I never worry about dead people. Who don't have no life self before you try to help anybody else. You listening to me? Right? So don't be discouraged because the person beside you is petrified. Don't worry about what everybody else thinks. And today is a day. That you can open up your heart and your spirit. And, and no matter where you are in this life, that, that God can begin to breathe into you. Even in spite of what you're facing and going through. And people go through some stuff. Right? It's, not everything is always rosy, rosy. But you know what? Our God is always faithful. Somebody say amen. Ain't he faithful? Are you ready? Or is your mind ready? Everybody say, get out of here, religious spirit. Right? No, we're talking about faith being built up inside of you so that you can accomplish something great for God. Something in your family. Listen, I don't know what miracles you need. I just know who can give you that miracle. Now, listen, lightning bolts didn't come out of the ceiling last Sunday. We didn't hear great big balls of thunder. We just came and we prayed. But do you know that some miracles transpired in some people's lives? Man, I got to call on Monday and I was like, wow, have mercy. Ain't that just like God? See, he can show up and, 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 and just, just see, Jesus was, he, he loves sneak attacks. Right? He sneak up on people. Right? And then he would tell them, shh, don't tell nobody. 
I want to tell you something. There are some times while you're right here in this sanctuary that you might not know it, but the presence of the Lord can sit down right beside you. He can wrap his arms around you and say, you know what? I got you. And look, uh, the other people around here might not have a clue that Jesus is sitting down beside you because Jesus goes where he's wanted. <laughs> but wake up his presence might just walk through here he's walking the aisles you never know when he just might come and sit down right beside you and say what's up girl <laughs> yeah no I just came in here for you today Amen. right see if, 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 if he'll travel to Samaria to go talk to a woman at the well I know he'll come to Wilson praise and worship Amen. right just the fact alone you showed up today and that you have something that you need from the Lord. I tell you, God's a big enough God. He's the God that will wipe away the tears of your eyes. He's the God that knows how to mend a broken heart. He's the God that if you trust him and allow him to put purpose and passion in your life, that he can give you the power to overcome the addictions in your life. See, when you fall in love with him, that begins to take away the power of the enemy in your life, right? There have been times when I've been bound by things, and it's because I didn't have no purpose in my life, no passion. And so things feel that. You know, if you ain't got enough God in you, you'll replace it with something. That's why he says, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, Right? See, don't leave a crack open in your heart because the enemy will find something to fill that crack. You love the Lord with all your mind. Look at your neighbor and say, half your mind won't do. Because the other half is crazy. Right? Right? You're welcome. So you can't just put God a little bit in your mind. Listen, listen, you, God got to have all your mind. You can't spare to give away any of it. You got to love him with all your strength, all your passion, all your purpose. Uh, all the young people that, that are in this. Here's one thing for sure. If you want to know that God is real, God will reveal himself to you. But not because you just come to church on Sunday morning. I want to tell you, in the, in, the, in the middle of your bedroom, you can look up toward the heavens and you can say, God, I want to know that you are real. Reveal yourself to me. Don't need no preacher. Don't, no, don't need a bunch of prophets. All you need is a heart that goes after God and God will reveal himself to you. That's it. I remember I was so confused. All these crazy church people have done told me that I had to do this to be saved. I had to do that. I had to cut my hair. You know, I had to be baptized in Jesus. I had, it was, there was one rule after another. And so help me in my innocence of my heart. I got down on my knees, got in my bedroom, looked up toward the heavens and said, these people are driving me crazy. One tells me I'll go to hell for this. One tells me I'll go to hell if I don't do it. I'm like, this is confusing. I'm going to tell you, just as sweetly as I'm standing here now. And so I begin to study the Word of God. And the more I studied, the more he opened up my eyes to the hypocrisy that was in the church. 
ain't talking about the hypocrisy that's in the world. We're talking about church. I saw people who were supposed to represent Jesus that didn't look anything like the Jesus I was reading about. And we're not talking about bar hopping Christians and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about folks that had their dresses up to the neck and all the way down to the floor. They would look like they would be holy. They weren't holy. Self-righteous, long tongues, right? Complaining, you know. I seen a group of women grab this little girl one time, and as she comes, she had on short dress, couldn't do much about that. And she was down there praying. <laughs> and they were wiping her makeup off her face. Yep. I never went back to that church, Right? Look, if, if, if you come in here and you get down at the altar and there's a bunch of people trying to wipe the makeup off your face, that's a sign. It's true. How I many I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Listen, look at your neighbor and say you're in a good place. Good, safe place. Now, I believe in the power of prayer. How about you? You believe in the power of prayer? I believe that that that, that God gave us all these unique abilities that when we come together, it just forms this beautiful thing called the body of Christ. Do you know that the, the scripture tells us that God told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel? He just didn't tell us to pray for the world. There's, there's actions that transpire. There's, there's things that we have within us and the ability to affect other people's lives. We just have to break this cultured Christianity off of our life and realize that this is the place where we gather to come in one mind and one accord to worship God and to, and to actually feel the essence of his presence so that we can get our orders. Amen. Right? Because you're safe in here, right? But tomorrow's another day, right? And God's going to put you strategically around multitudes of other people. Right? People who need to understand that Jesus is still alive. He's still well. Right? You don't have to bring him to church to pray with him. You can pray for him right there where you are. Right? If I, I probably pray for more people outside of these walls than inside of these walls. Right? So prayer, prayer is something that can be spontaneous. You know, if somebody is hurting, you don't wait to bring them to church. Right? Now, I'm not saying that like a kook. Have some balance, you know. You don't, you don't have to draw attention to yourself, right? I remember this woman, we were in a restaurant, and, and she said she had a headache. And, you know, the real spiritual person, he stood up. And you know what? It was good. He prayed for her, But you know what? Everybody in the restaurant heard him. Do you know that you don't, you don't always have to be loud with your prayers? That's like people coming to the altar and you pray for them and they scream because they believe that that gets the attention of God. You know, God, God you don't have to get his attention by screaming. Right. right. Now, if you get healed of something, I don't blame you. Look at your neighbor and say, I'd scream too. It doesn't say that the man got healed of, of uh, where he was uh, crippled and he would just think of Jesus. No, it said he went about leaping with what? So if God delivers you, hey, 
I don't mind a leap of joy. Look at your neighbor. I'd be surprised if you didn't leap, right? If a miracle transpire, you should praise God, right? Why wouldn't you? I mean, have enough sense to come back and give God some thanks. Somebody say amen. amen. Faith gives us confidence in God's ability. Let's, let's go here. Matthew 14. Very familiar passage of scripture. It says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. That's good. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Absolutely. Some even spiritually said, it's a ghost. And they cried out, for now say that word fear do you know when god is doing supernatural things in your life that it's not uncommon to be afraid I want you to understand that it's not but immediately jesus spoke up to them and saying hey it's okay be of good cheer hey it's me don't be afraid Now, I don't know what you would do if Jesus decides to walk in your room tonight and call your name. I imagine some of you would say, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. (laughs) Don't you look at me like that. All right. I don't know that I'd be just jumping up saying, hey, I think that I'd be a little reserved, you know, I'd, 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 I'd be afraid. I, I don't think I would just be like some of these people that say, you know, I just have a conversation with the Lord. Huh, I don't know. You know, when, some, when, when, when Jesus walks into your room like that, wow. But ain't it amazing that in the midst of them, being so frightened and being so fearful, something so spectacular, you know, Jesus understands, here I am messing with you, and I'm walking on the water, and he simply says, hey, it's me. See, there's this point in your life sometimes when God is fixing to bring you up to a different level that it can actually be fearful. But if you're in tune with the Lord, you can hear him say, I I know you're struggling, and I know that's enough to make anybody fearful, but it's me. So I, I, I want you to understand that there's some people under the sound of my voice. I want you to listen, because if you listen, you're going to hear him say, yeah, it's fearful, but it's me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. And when you know Jesus is present and you really know it, it has a way of taking the fear away in your life. Right? That's why worship is such a powerful thing because he inhabits the praises. Right? So worship brings about place in your life where the enemy can't hold you captive by fear 
Because where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness. Joy. See, you don't seek God's fake, his face, you seek his presence. Right? You want to be in his presence. His presence. Because his presence, it just sends a message to the enemy that this is my child. Right? There's nothing more comforting. Right? When Mary Abigail gets afraid, man, like big old storm comes up, boom. Next thing I know, Mary Abigail's in my lap. The dog's in my lap. My woman's in my lap. Even Blake's trying to get up in my lap. All right? Now, what's just normal stuff? It's mama. All right? <laughs> but when they really get afraid, they're coming to daddy. I can tell you that. All right? There's something about that, that presence of your heavenly father in the presence of what the enemy is trying to do, that if you can get in his presence, and you know what, doesn't matter what's surrounding you, you know that your father is there to take care of you. Now, some of you need that because this fear that you have in your life, it's not going to go away until you learn how to balance yourself in life. Because the, the presence of God gives us an understanding that we don't have to be <clears throat> we don't have to be fearful fear is torturous and it's tormenting somebody say amen and peter answered him and said now say this with me lord and it's a it's a big word if it is you command me to come to you on the water that's a powerful statement so he said, now, now listen, come. Say it with me. So he said, Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Do you know that faith gives us confidence in God's ability? Hebrews eleven six says this. That without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must what? First believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of what? So, I'll say it like this. Do you know that faith is the first step, but it's easier to praise God after he has answered your prayer? See, God answers your prayer, and what happens? It's easy to praise God. What is harder is to praise God before he answers your prayer, right? See, gratitude is thanking God after he has done something for you, right? But faith is thanking God before he's done it because you believe that the moment that you prayed, that God heard your prayer. So you don't have to wait for it to be answered before you praise God. You go on and praise him knowing that God has heard your prayer. Right? Now don't get that confused with what you want and what God wants. Right? I've seen people try to bully God. Right? God, you know, 
I demand you do these things for me, right? Because your word says if I ask anything in your name, right, people can twist it, right? Look at your neighbor and say, not talking about you. But faith is not bullying the Lord. Now, now listen, you don't teach a child faith in your word by allowing that child to learn the wrong way. See, I, I, don't, I wouldn't look at Mary Abigail and say, you know what, Mary Abigail, I'm going to teach you a lesson today. Go out there and play in the street. Because I want you to understand how dangerous playing in the street is. So when you get hit by that car and get your leg broke, then you'll understand why I told you not to play in the street. You don't teach a child by saying, come here, I'm going to learn you a lesson today. Daddy sure does love you. And I'm going to learn you something. Let me see your hand. I put it on the hot stove. And I say, that's hot. Right? Now you're screaming. And I look at you and I say, I know that hurt you, but I was trying to teach you a lesson. Can I tell you that God doesn't try to teach you lessons by letting you put your hand on something hot? Sneaking attack it right here. Right. Now, he, do, he doesn't teach you these lessons so that you learn the hard way. No, the word of God is there so that we learn the right way. Right. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. He's not looking for you to get burnt hands. No, people who teach like that, they're sadistic. Right. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Well, if that lesson requires you hurting me, then you are a horrible teacher. How dare you blame God for being a horrible teacher? God, God doesn't teach us that way. We get into trouble because we want our way instead of his way, right? Right? If, if your hand is burned up, it ain't because God put it on the hot stove. It's because you put it on the hot stove. Somebody say, amen. amen. Now, Peter had enough sense to say this in his fear. He said, is that you, Lord? If it is, bid me to come. So I'm just going to like give you a little piece of wisdom here. If you're going to jump out of the boat, right? This is when listening to your friends is, is not wise. Nowhere in there did I hear Peter say, hey, John, did he say get out of the boat? <laughs> James, was, am I hearing things? Or was it, did y'all hear the same thing I heard? He said get out of the boat, right? Right? Listen, when you ain't sure, don't pay John and James no mind. Because unless you heard it clearly for yourself, my suggestion to you is stay in the boat. If he does not say, come, stay. Are you listening to me? See, some people get so excited that they're on the boat 
and they ain't got a clue. The, the, the voice is not clear. And what they'll do is, is, is they'll take this leap of faith. But listen, if you can't hear his voice, it is better for you to stay in the boat. Don't make yourself so spiritual by believing that you can command faith to work for you. Faith doesn't work for you. Faith works by the word. Right? And when God gives you a word, then faith can be applied. Are you listening? That's the problem with a lot of people. They speak the word of themselves, believing that God has to honor what they say. Are you listening? you got to know the word. It is the word that allows you to have faith, not you coming up with crazy stuff that you say God said. Right? Let me tell you something. What was it like? <laughs> it's bad. God bless them. Like it wasn't. In the 90s, a big old faith movement. Some, some dude in London decided that he was going to climb over the, the wall to the lion's den. He climbed over the wall with a Bible and, and went into the lion's den holding the Bible where there were three male lions waiting on him. Christian lions. Right before they pounced on this dude, it was heard that the lions were saying, thank you, Lord, for this food we are about to receive. <laughs> True. <laughs> Holding the Bible in his hand. You know how many people I've seen holding Bibles in their hand jumping to the lion's den? Have one girl look at me and tell me that, that God has spoke to her and, and, and told her that it was all right for her to be in the relationship with the guy she was in the relationship with. He was an atheist. And she said, what, what do you think about that, Pastor? She said, I was, I, I was a little bit afraid to come and tell you. She says, because I thought, I'm like, you thought right. <laughs> I'm like, number one, God ain't a bit more spoke to you than I have. But I'm speaking now. No way, this side of heaven, God's linking you up with an atheist. But, 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 there's no but. There's no but. There's no, there's no but here. Why would, you, why would you get involved with a man that is so far beneath what you believe, and now you're going to have to carry him to the cross. Right? Right? Well, I just believe that the Lord's going to use me. On the line, you have made the mistake to believe that God's requiring something of you that is not required. That's right. Because he doesn't want his little girls getting beat up. He don't want them to be missed used and abused God's a great father and will never link you up with something that would not benefit you and be a blessing in your life right sometimes that lesson where God is trying you know I I, I 
I love my children. And you can do right and do everything. But sometimes they'll just make decisions. And what happens? They, they, they learn the hard way. Right? I mean, you ever learned the hard way? All right? A guy, very famous dude, uh, a French dude. True story. Uh, what was it, 1942, something like that? Uh, he, he, he was the guy, Franz uh, Reithart, that was a seamstress. And he was making parachutes. He was the, the guy that actually was trying to make the parachutes. And he would practice. He had this parachute he made. He practiced, and he put it on dummies at his apartment and off the, the fifth level floor and throw the dummies off. And he kept tweaking it and tweaking it. Uh, look it up. It's history. And then he decided that that parachute was, man, it was, it, it was the next big thing. I, I reckon he was multi-million. He was going to try to, you know, get that, get that money. And so he talked the officials that were in the town, and he climbed or went up the Eiffel Tower. Read the history. This is the dude that got there, top of the Eiffel Tower. His friends even tried to tell him, practiced on the dummy first. He was so absolutely convinced that that parachute would work that he wore that parachute and jumped off the Eiffel Tower. And yep, you guessed it. Boom. Somebody said it wasn't the fall that killed him. <laughs> now he was convinced that that parachute was going to work. He had faith. Now I got to hand it to him. You got to be a brave soul. Jump off Eiffel Tower. You obviously have confidence in what you've done. But the problem is, is that you have confidence in what you've done. See, if he don't tell you to get out of the boat, don't jump to prove your faith. Are you listening to me? If he don't tell you to jump, don't jump. Don't try to, don't try to make God say something that he has not said. Because you have a want that is different from the Lord, right? I have learned that the best thing to do when God says no is to accept that no. Somebody say amen. amen. I know a guy that he told me, true story, that God told him to quit his job. And I'm like, why? And he said, well, God just told me to quit my job and God's going to take care of me. It was intriguing. This was a guy I went to church with. He's a very spiritual dude. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do for money? He said, I'm going to live by faith. Next week, I got excited because this guy come bouncing in and he was just as happy. And he told me that during the week, some people had come by and they, they had filled his freezer up with food. And he said, faith is working. God is working. Now, I was thinking, I'm like, well, that's a pretty cool deal. 
I'd like to quit my job. Right? The long and the short of it, I watched this man for weeks and weeks. And then I seen the struggle. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, the struggle is real. And guess what he had to do? He had to get a job. Look at your neighbor and say, the Bible says, if a man don't work, a man don't eat. Now let's make it really spiritual. Shundai. Right? Man don't work, man don't eat. Right? Now, I like this guy. And I thought he was a spiritual person. But you can't make God feed you if you ain't willing to work. Right? Now listen. When I lost my job. It wasn't because I didn't want to work. It's because my company moved to Mexico. I wanted to work. And they laid me off two weeks before Christmas. I'm a single dad. I got two kids. I got no help. I got nobody running to my rescue. They didn't, they didn't, come, they didn't come to help me. I couldn't, even, I couldn't find nobody to even help wash clothes for me. I had, to, I had to load all my kids' clothes and my clothes up and carry them to the laundromat. I had to stand in line paying for my food with food stamps. I didn't have nobody. There was nobody to come to my rescue. And on top of that, the church didn't come to my rescue. They left me out there. Whether Tammy Faye Baker ever sees my face or not, I cried like a baby. And her song ministered to me. So I don't care what she looked like. I don't care what she looked like. I don't know why she dressed the way she did. God bless her. All I know is she sang a song and it ministered to me. I didn't know what the world I was going to do. Then all of a sudden I got a knock at the door. And I looked out and, man, there's all these people standing outside my apartment in the projects. And I looked and there was probably 20, 25 folks. And I opened up the door and I was like, hey, that's the most people I had ever seen come to my, you didn't, you didn't come to my apartment. Who come to my, who come to visit me? Who was there? Nobody. I, I didn't have no visitors. Now I got 25 people. They're standing out there. And one of them looks at me and says, we heard about you. And we've come to see if you will allow us to help you. And I'm like, really? I mean, why? Well, I don't know you. And they say, well, we heard that you had two small children and you had lost your job. And I'm like, well, that's true. And then these people walked in my house. And they were bringing bags of groceries. They were bringing toys for my children. 
And I just didn't know what to say. They were Episcopalians. They didn't bring me no liquor. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> At that particular point, Jim Beam would have been all right, you know. <laughs> I'd have been singing along with Tammy Faye Baker. <laughs> I looked up. And I knew that he hadn't forgotten me. I knew he was still there. I knew at the moment where my faith seemed to be weak. I wish you could feel what I feel. Because I don't live in fear. Because I know if I don't know anything else, I know he loves me. I don't fear what I don't know because of who I know. Did you hear what I said? I'm grateful and I'm thankful for everything the Lord has done for me. But I've learned to praise him before he answers my prayers. And I've also learned that if he don't tell me to get out of the boat, I leave my rear end in the boat. And I stopped asking John and James because if I didn't hear them, I know they didn't hear them. Because they ain't getting out of the boat even if they do hear him. But be careful who you get your advice from. Amen. Girl, ain't he cute? I just eat him up. Yeah, you better bring him to me. Outside of just me seeing him at church. All right? Because you put on your best act when you come to church. Let me hang around him long enough. We'll see. Right? <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> Must be from experience there. <laughs> right? No matter what, God has the ability to take even the things in our life that we've messed completely up. Because we don't wake up deliberately trying to disobey God. We try to look and believe that things that are happening are for our good. And sometimes even the best of us can be blinded. Look at your neighbor and say, that's what grace is about. Somebody came to me and they said, Pastor, oh... Looks like I'm going around this mud hole again. <laughs> Let me close my eyes. Because it's more than one of you. <laughs> and some of you are here. So I am talking about you, but I ain't pointing you out. 
said, we're going around that same old mud hole. I said, yes, we are, my love. And no matter how long it takes, we'll walk it. Right? Sometimes you just got to have a friend that will walk you. Walk with you. Would be to God that if somehow or another I get crazy and I'm going around the mud hole. Would to God somebody would not let me just walk it by myself. Right? I'm not playing around getting mud holes, you know. But thank the Lord when you've got people around you that will help walk you through the things in life. None of us are perfect. But you can have a perfect heart toward the Lord. Right? I had a good week. I was able to help several folks. Hopefully I'm helping you today. Trying to get you to understand that one of the greatest things in your life is fear. We talked last week about maybe the Lord creating this movie thing over your life. Right? I don't want the title of my life to be Snakes on a Plane. Snakes in my house, right? The enemy comes. No. No, I, I'm, I'm looking more that the gates of hell shall not prevail kind of movie thing, right? I want more than a conqueror kind of thing, right? I'm like, yeah, cut your head off with your own sword kind of thing. Not lay down and you beat me half to death, right? Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. Say, don't jump out that boat. <laughs> right? Now, you might not, you might, you might look at your other neighbor because prophetically you're helping someone right now. God is good, right? Uh, look over there. Don't jump out the boat. Some of you jump right out of that boat and you get to drowning. There's a reason why you're drowning. He didn't tell you to jump out the boat. Are you afraid? I'm standing right here. Get up. And not only will he say get up, he will reach down his hand. See, it's one thing if you're standing over me and you're telling me, get up, child. Get up. Get up. Get up. It's another thing if you got sense enough to know I'm so afraid that I might not be able to get up. And you reach down and you take me by the hand. Right. See, anytime God tells you to get out of the boat, when you go to sinking, he'll be right there to stretch out his hand to help you. Not looking at you saying, I knew you didn't believe in me. Yeah, I didn't have confidence you could walk on the water. I just told you to come because I'm teaching you a lesson. Did y'all miss that? You got it, right? Faith is a process. It is. Faith is a process. It's action. We get to live every day trying to exercise our faith. As the musicians come, 
want you to just close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to think about the Lord. Think about all the good things that God has done for you in your life. Ain't he good? He's not going to leave you alone right now. He's not going to forsake you no matter what you experience in going through. He's got something for you. Faith is a process. It's always. The fear of God is not what the torment of God is. The fear of God is different. We're supposed to have a healthy. That's because you don't have to have confidence in yourself. When you believe in God, you cast aside your own abilities, your own talents, your own strengths. You begin to rely wholly on him. The love of God sets you free from fear. 1 John 4.18 tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. As your musicians play... I knew before I came this morning that there was people that were dealing with some fear in them.